you are asking this question to a single man so i'm single <laughs> right <Okay>. now so <laughs> if you want i can answer yeah answer you must have some experience right hey my friends this is nishant and welcome to another episode of the nishant gurg show this is a podcast about helping you live a fulfilled life and my job on this show is to invite world class experts to extract the practices routines and habits to help you live a fulfilled and abundant life this episode is brought to you by friday newsletter every friday i share an exclusive email to the newsletter subscribers which mentions what i'm learning recent podcast updates things i'm experimenting with books i'm reading and much much more you can find the newsletter link at my website https colon slash slash nishantgarg dot me n i s h a n t g a r g dot me this is the part two of my conversation with patricia carpus patricia is the meditation studios app co-founder and head of content she is also the host of untangle meditation studios original podcast with over 4 million listens to date patricia is passionate about health and wellness and deeply committed to having a positive impact on the world in this episode patricia discusses relational mindfulness what are the good qualities to have a compatible relationship and much much more if you have not listened to part 1 yet please check that out and you will love it in part 1 she discusses how she learned to be self reliant from a very early age how she launched the meditation studio app her meditation practice interviewing renowned mindfulness and meditation teachers across the world and much much more without further ado please enjoy this amazing conversation with patricia carpus and patricia i'm thinking that i want to ask you about i'm actually looking at my notes right now and in the in the beginning of our conversation you talked about your business partner that you have great compatibility with your business partners and in any partnership be it romantic be it business partnership compatibility matters so i want to ask you what makes a partnership compatible what are the good qualities to have a partnership compatible oh my gosh i'm laughing i'm glad this isn't on video because my uh partner my boyfriend would be cracking up at me <laughs> answering that question <laughs> um but i'll tell you from my business partner standpoint it was us having mutual respect for each other's skills and talents and having really just compatible skill sets that made us so really whole like a whole like we had everything with the two of us almost i mean we needed other people to do things too but that was a really nice it was as i said she was she was trained as a technology person she was very strong financially and with investors and my skills were more on the content development business development marketing creativity side so that that really made a great partnership and we were also very just personally compatible we were both passionate about the work that we were doing but i want to i want to tell you something that i have been thinking about in in terms of personal relationships and i'd be curious your opinion too because i haven't 100% decided if in your personal relationship not your business relationship is it better to 
be similar or different? What do you think? <laughs> well, you you are asking this question to a single man, so I'm single <laughs> right <Okay>. now. So <laughs> if you want, I can answer. Yeah, answer. You must have some experience, right? Some? Of course. Yeah. Say when the relationship is effortless, when you don't have to put so much effort, when it is not hard. Okay. When when the relationship is becoming so hard every time. Yeah. Something is missing. Mm. And uh, you know, everybody is doing the best and uh, you know, finding a partner where we can go along together on the same path and uh, be and be respectful of all those disagreements and talk about it. Talk about all those disagreements and be open to receiving feedback and not assuming things. Sometimes as human beings, we tend to assume that, okay, that person should have done this thing or this should have been happened. No, if anything that you're assuming, ability to communicate in a respectful, healthy way and expressing your emotions in a healthy way. Yeah. Even if you are angry, express it in a healthy way. Yeah. Because I used to be aggressive in my life. I would say passive aggressive, not ah. aggressive. I used okay. to be super passive aggressive and that came from my dad and, you know, wanting to be a nice person, wanting to be a people pleaser. So, you know, you have to speak up for yourself. Mm. So expressing emotions in a healthy way. I think in that, when, when you do that, you bring the best out of the best and you bring the worst sooner. Yeah. That's yeah. good. I think you're ready. I think you're ready to be in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> when the student is ready, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's funny because every once in a while, like something's going on in my life and that will be the reason that I will choose who to interview on our podcast. And I was being, I was challenged in a relationship that I was in and I interviewed this woman, Daphne Rose Kingma, who had written 12 books on love and relationship. And it was awesome. It was so helpful to have someone who is an expert talk to you about relationship. But I thought the interesting thing too was I didn't get to ask her about her personal relationship. And it would be interesting to ask certain experts how they're doing in their own relationship. I have done that with some of the people that I've interviewed, but I I think much of what you're saying is true. I think there has to be a deep respect. There has to be deep listening. There has to be a fundamental connection that stays regardless of the mock that you sometimes get into. So kind of keeping your eye on the bigger picture. You know, I think there are all of these things that we have to learn how to do, but that's another question that I have. It's like, why don't we learn these skills when we're younger? Maybe some people do because they have parents to look up to, but if you didn't, then you sort of get thrown into relationships and you're like, oh, this is what <laughs> this is what it's like. Like I feel like I need a new skill set to manage this. And so I, it comes back to love languages. Are we speaking oh, yeah, the yeah. love language off of a partner or are we speaking the language that we are comfortable with? Right. Right. So yeah. 
Patricia, yeah. so as you were as you were saying that Daphne Rose, if I pronounce the name correctly, you didn't get a chance to ask her about her personal relationship. So do you remember anything that you would have learned from her how to have a healthy relationship? Well, I think that's really like what I was just saying, I think is a lot of what I've learned from her. And is that, you know, I mean, there are basic things related to how you talk to one another, you know, how you're communicating, how you're listening, how you have to drop the ego sometimes. And I think when you talk about like Diana Winston, who you've also had on your show. Yes. Yeah. I, I just finished a year long program with her from UCLA and, but she talks a lot and she did a whole segment on this on relational mindfulness. And, you know, what does it mean to be in relationship with someone, someone else. And so all the things that we learn in meditation, you know, self-awareness, emotional regulation, self-exploration, all help us in a relationship. So we come to this place where we're not blaming someone else because we need something that they're not giving us in that moment. You know, it, we just become, I don't want to use the word mature, but I kind of think it's an appropriate word because you we learn to be more present and accepting of what a relationship is. And the sad thing is that we yeah. get attached in relationships. I know. And those attachments come naturally. And in all the Buddhist teachings, in all the traditions, in all the Asian tradition teachings, they all talk about that attachment is the cause of suffering. I remember this question I asked ah. Alban Shahar. Is there a way that we can develop optimum attachment and we can be happy? <laughs> optimum attachment level. <laughs> what did he say? What did he say? He mentioned that, yes, attachment is the cause of suffering. And I'm going to paraphrase. But yes, there is some optimal level of attachment, which is healthy. You know, some sort of expectation is fine. But when once we have too much of expectations from our partner that can cause heartaches, sufferings. But some sort of expectation is okay that, you know, expecting, if I'm expecting yeah. from my partner that, you know, you got to respect me in this way, you got to behave in this way. If you, if mm. you behave in a judgmental way, this is not we are going to expect. So having some sort of expectation and then you know, having a review, quarterly review, Tim Ferriss talks about it, that you yeah. can have quarterly, weekly, monthly review with your partner, formal review. How are we doing? How are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's complicated. I mean, I think that was a very good question for you to ask. How can we be attached and give our partner space to change and to be who they are in a way sometimes that isn't exactly who they were. I think a lot of couples that are together for 20 or 30 or so years, it, if they don't stay in sync, it's so hard for them to, you know, it's, it's hard because you think the person that you married at 20 is going to be that person forever. And if you're not comfortable with that person changing, then you're not going to be able to be in relationship with them anymore. So <laughs> it's, it's, I think it is a really, really 
complicated. And that's why I went back. I want to go back to your word effortless because I don't know if I've ever been in a 100% effortless relationship, but I guess that's the goal. But even when I look at people whose relationships I admire, I think they put the work into it. I think there could be a time to put in the work. There is a time to be effortless. There has got to be a balance. Yeah. There is a time to meditate. There is a time to have fun. There is a time to practice mindfulness. There is a time to have some beers and have whiskeys. There is a time for everything. Yeah. I'm 100% with you on that. (laughs) Yes. And if you lose your sense of like playfulness or your sense of humor or, you know, I do think this idea of there are like Stan Tatkin, who Ariel interviewed on Untangle, is a relationship expert. And he talks about there being three entities in the relationship. There's like you, there's me, and then there's us. And that us in the relationship has to be, you know, if you want to be in relationship, that has to be what you, you know, ultimately focus on without losing the independent. independent. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's interesting. Would you mind talking about any relationship attributes that you have with your boyfriend? What do you mean relationship attributes? What, (laughs) what makes, what makes you, you two together connected? Well, for one thing, COVID. (laughs) We've been in each other's bubble for a long time, but I've known him for three years. I think it's our ability to work through our differences. And he is a really deep listener and incredibly present person. And he's not someone that meditates. He's more of a sciencey guy, a physician. And so he hasn't been trained in the same way that I've been trained, but he has this ability to 100% um, focus, which so few people do today, I find. I think we're getting better at it. I I almost think that's one of the outcomes of COVID. We have more time so we can sit with each other for longer and stay more focused on what's meaningful. But I don't know if that's exactly a relationship attribute, but that's something that I really, really appreciate about him and our ability to really talk about things. We're very different people and that's where we struggle. We think he comes from a more cognitive perspective and I come from, I'm sort of more of a, I guess more like a female balance between cognitive and feeling. And I think we're all different in that way. He's not a not feeling person, but he just doesn't have the same range of feelings that I, I do find that many women that I know have a stronger range of feelings that it's hard sometimes for men to completely understand. It's not a good or a bad thing. It's just that we almost speak very different languages. And so, so we're different in that way. And we're trying to like, we work on appreciating each other and what's good about our differences. We can have another whole set of podcasts on this relationship (laughs) some other time. So as we are getting closer to the ending of our conversation, I want to ask you, Patricia, what is the impact you want to have on this world? Mm. Oh, it's such a good question, Nishant. I, I, my business partner and I, five years ago, when we started Meditation Studio, we said we wanted, you know, 10 million people, 10 million more people meditating in the next, you know, three years. And 
so that was our sort of business impact that we wanted to have. We wanted to have uh, more people to enjoy these practices. I personally, you know, want to find more and more ways and more platforms to be able to support people with all of the challenges and all of the messiness of life. Someone once said in one of my interviews, he said, I don't know why people talk about happily ever after. It should be, how can we live messily ever after? Because life is messy. And I want to, you know, I feel like one of my missions in life is to be able to support people with the messy. And where do you want listeners to find you online? Ah, uh, well, <laughs> so I would say go to, well, find me at, well, find my business at meditationstudioapp.com or choosemuse.com. And I hope you'll listen to Untangle and you can find that wherever you get your podcasts on iTunes or Spotify or um, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. and. And that's where I'll be. I, that's, those are my three, my three babies. That's where I spend all my time. <laughs> I will put all the links in the show notes. And last but not the least, yes. is there anything that I should have asked you and I didn't ask you? I don't think so. I mean, I, I think there's a lot more always to talk about with mindfulness and neuroscience and, and how meditation can support us but i think you asked amazing questions and it's been a very rich interview and i've certainly enjoyed talking to you so much so i think we're good thank you for listening to this podcast episode today if you did enjoy this please subscribe to this podcast on apple podcast or you can visit https colon slash slash nishangarg.me N-I-S-H-A-N-T-G-A-R-G dot me. You can also share this episode with your loved ones to help them live a fulfilled life. You are not alone in this journey. We all struggle in life. There is no shame in talking about it. I go through my highs and lows. I get depressed and these practices help me in living a resilient life. You can also do this. You got this. Don't judge yourself. You are doing the best you can. And thank you so much again. <music>